Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show, and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. We're here to talk about this past week in professional wrestling. Mostly about WWE, so we're going to talk about Raw, we're going to talk about SmackDown Live, we're going to talk about Starcade, we're going to talk about NXT, there's some good stuff. Maybe a little update about the NXT UK, some stuff's been going on with them. And of course, we are streaming this live over at twitch.tv slash ozoneonline. So if you're in the live audience, feel free to drop some questions and some comments in the chat. And if it's decent, I may read it on the air. That's the beauty of tuning in live. But I'm your host, Owen. Welcome to the show. Hope everyone is having, or I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Because since we last met, that happened, and Black Friday happened, and uh, if you're listening to this, that means you weren't trampled, so congratulations. Well, to be fair, most of you probably shop online. I'm just one of the crazy people who go out on Black Friday and bask in the madness of it all, really. I enjoy it, it's weird. You know, I don't go out shopping a whole lot, so... Going out and doing it during the most chaotic time of the year. Seems like a fun thing. Haven't died yet. So, keeping that streak going. But, that that's out of the way. All that Thanksgiving and the Black Fridays. This coming weekend is a big one. Because PAX Unplugged is coming to Philadelphia. For the second year, even. Not, not a lot of people came that I knew to the first one. But now that it's back for a second year, I have a bunch of friends flying in, or taking the train in, if, if they're up in New York. And uh, they're going to come hang out this this weekend. And the big thing that's going on with PAX, aside from all the shenanigans I'm going to put together, is the biggest shenanigan I'm going to help put together. And that is League of Heels. Which is, if you don't know already... It's a video game wrestling thing that happens at PAX's. And for the first time, they're coming to Philadelphia for a show called Everyone Can Wrestle. Yes, the initials are ECW. It's intentional. But yeah, at Everyone Can Wrestle, we're going to be playing a card game called Smack Talk Showdown, which I got to play a little bit of at PAX East last spring in, up in Boston. And that game's great. It's a lot of fun. It I think it works great to do in front of a crowd, which is what we're going to do. So we're putting together a tournament. Kind of a King of the Ring style tournament, which we're dubbing King of the Cardboard. And yes, there are women and non-binary people competing as well. It's just It's just a title. They can't, anyone can be a king, and they and if they and if someone who does not want to be titled the king wins, they can rename it whatever they want. They have the they have the crown. They they make the royal decrees. So yeah, we're gonna have a bunch of game people, and we're gonna have some actual professional wrestlers competing because it is Philadelphia. So. You can head over to leagueofheels.com to get 
all the information that's out there. I, I don't know exactly what's being said, what's not being said. But it's going to be a great show. It'll be streaming on Twitch, even. So if you're not in Philadelphia, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Twitch.tv slash PAX2. And hopefully you can enjoy the show from the comfort of your own home. Because it's going to be really fun. I have no idea what's going to happen exactly. Because one of the teams, one of the uh, participants is a tag team. Uh, There's a snake man. It's going to be crazy. So that's, everyone can wrestle. League of Heels, new big show. Philadelphia, PAX Unplugged, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And if you're listening to the archive, I'm sure it's being put up on YouTube somewhere. Our, our buddy Eric is going to be in town filming it, so if, if it's, it's going to be great. Highly recommend it. Uh, you know, a little biased since I am a member of the, uh, the committee that puts it together for some reason. But it's going to be fun. Hope, hope to hear from all y'all after the show. So, aside from that, I've just been getting ready for PAX, so there's not been a lot going on. I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go. That game's great. Uh, I actually streamed it on Twitch earlier this week, doing a shiny hunt. And it took me about three hours, but I caught a shiny Squirtle on the stream. Everyone was hyped. It was fantastic. A lot of fun. I'm definitely going to stream that game more. I'm also shiny hunting off stream because it's just fun to do. And I'm sure there's so many Pokemon I'm not gonna run out of things to you know, shinies to hunt off stream, so I can't do it on stream. That's cool. Definitely recommend if you have a switch, pick up that game. People, some people are like, ah, oh, the catching is weird because it's not battles. It's better. It makes the trainer battles mean more. It gives you a different mechanic to the game that makes it the gameplay very... It, it's fine. Plus, it's not easy to catch the Pokemon still. it's They still can run away. It's still a pain in the butt. But at least it, it adds a, a less frustrating challenge than, you know, running into a legendary and then accidentally hitting a move too strong that it knocks him out. Worst feeling. Yeah, Pokemon Let's Go... Great game. Definitely pick it up. Not sponsored by them. But yeah, if uh, no one has anything they want to uh, ask about or uh, point in my direction in the chat, we're just going to move on over to the wrestling news. So, the wrestling news this week is oddly all covering NXT UK, which is a show that I cu- we currently don't, you know, recap on Heel Turn, because I can only watch so much wrestling in, in a week. But perhaps down the road we'll, you know, talk about them in greater detail, especially since in January, Saturday, January 12th, they announced it's going to be NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. That's a mouthful. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Triple H put out a video. It's going to take place January 12th. 
and uh, they haven't announced the card yet since the uh, the tapings have all, have all the setup for that. But look, looking ahead at what they have planned, seems pretty solid, which is no shock because NXT and NXT UK are both very good. I, I wish I had time to watch more of NXT UK, but they even put out two episodes a day, it seems, now, now and that's two hours, that's a lot. They finally did reveal that uh, Rhea Ripley won the NXT UK women's title on TV, so now we don't have to hide the belt anymore, which is nice. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure that uh, we'll be covering at least the takeover on the podcast. So make sure you look out for coverage of that. And we definitely need to start focusing on NXT UK because uh, not only do we have a takeover announced, but uh, some websites are reporting that Walter, independent wrestler Walter, has signed with the WWE, which is kind of a big freaking deal. He's a uh, a huge, terrifying man. He beats the shit out of people. And he is UK-based, so he's clearly going to be going to NXT UK. And uh, the big thing is that he is a head trainer at the WXW Wrestling Academy. So, uh, I assume, since that's such a big deal to him that he does that, WWE must have worked out a deal where he's still able to retain his duties there. Or they offered him a lot of money. N- not not entirely sure which it ended up being, since the details aren't you know, really out there yet. But expect to see him in the crowd at Blackpool, is all I'm saying. It's, it's the big thing they like to do. And uh, speaking... Again, speaking of NXT UK and uh, wrestlers getting signed, uh, a report came out that the NXT UK wrestlers have signed new deals that uh, limit where they can work. So we can't be seeing NXT UK signed people wrestling matches with Impact Stars or Ring of Honor Stars or New Japan Stars now. Uh, it seems like they'll only be able to work for companies that are affiliated with WWE, such as, you know, Progress, which is the big one. And, uh, it's only going to be allowed in dark matches. They can't be on streamed or televised competition. Which is strange, because along with the this news, it's... Well, it's been happening recently, especially with the title changes, but... Regular NXT uh, t- can have their uh, talents be shown on Evolve programming. Especially considering, you know, the Street Profits are the Chet Tag Champs. And, uh, what's... I can't... I, I forget who, one of the uh, lesser-known names won the uh, Evolve World Championship. And yes, Rhythm Bastard in the chat is mentioning he's packing for PAX. As I mentioned PAX earlier, Rhythm Bastard will be one of the people joining us. So, exciting to have a member of the Zonecast family in person for PAX. Gonna have fun watching some card-based wrestling going on this weekend. But yeah, this NXT UK uh, stuff seems real interesting. It seems like WWE is really getting a foothold 
over there and trying to take over. But yeah, that's all I got for uh, wrestling news, unless Rhythm Bastard has anything he wants to say in the chat. And if not, then we're going to move over and talk about what happened this past Sunday. It was Starcade. Well, well, Starcade happened Saturday night, but they aired an hour special on Sunday night. And it was wasn't a lot. Like, not enough that I could, like, do a full recap of. But it was fine. The house show. Um, let me run down a few things that happened at Starcade that are noteworthy. Elias had a, uh, a segment where he had Ric Flair come out. And then, for some reason, the heel ladies came out. And Nia Jax sang real badly. And Elias said for the uh, the face women to come. And we had a eight-woman tag. For reasons. I don't know. It seemed flimsy, but it got Elias on the show, so I'm not going to complain. We had a Miz TV segment with, uh, with Rey Mysterio and Nakamura. And then it turned kind of into a Mysterio Nakamura U.S. title match. Until Rus- until The Miz interfered and then Rusev showed up and it turned into a tag match player. And the, the, the good guys won. And then in the, the main event of the hour special we had AJ Styles and Samoa Joe wrestle in a cage which uh, wasn't for a title because AJ Styles lost his title. And it was solid. It was a house show match. The thing I appreciate, though, is that AJ Styles, instead of escaping the cage, or getting, he had uh, its mojo tap out to the calf crusher. That was good. It's, it was an hour thing. It wasn't much. It was fine. I guess it's worth looking at, but... Outside of, you know, was it really anything noteworthy that affected the TV during the week? So yeah, it's Starcade. I wish they would have turned it into an actual pay-per-view. But, oh well. Let's just move on over to talk about the weekly television that happened this week. And, uh, we're going to start off with Raw... And uh, the first thing I wrote here, let me see if I read can I read this correctly. It says, "Oh fuck, this was really bad." Yeah, Raw's usually not good, but it's not usually bad on this level. It was really bad. Like the whole show revolved around Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron Corbin. So, uh, with Braun Strowman hurt, he's pretty much saying the match is still on at TLC, and he's going to win by forfeit, and he's claiming to be general manager-elect, and he fucked everything up by 
pitting all the good guys and handicaps and unfair advantages with the bad guys, and the bad guys kept winning. And it kept happening, and it was really annoying. Ugh. Just awful. He, uh, he named Alexa Bliss as the women's GM, and they had a weird segment with Bailey and Sasha. I do appreciate that they did bring up the uh, This Is Your Life segment from last year, to which Alexa Bliss said no. It's not, it's not going to be anything like that train wreck, which I appreciate. But yeah, Alexa's still not being able to wrestle. Real bummer. But on the positive note, earlier today, she posted a picture of her at the Performance Center in day one of her recuperation. So, seems like she's able to get back in a ring. Which is good. Don't know if she can actually take a bump necessarily yet, but it's progress. So, uh, continue to wish her a speedy recovery. Everyone's getting hurt. Apparently Kyrie Singh got a foot and mouth disease or injury or something. So she's out, too. It's... Ron Strowman's hurt. Kevin Owens is still dead. Sami Zayn's still dead. Kevin Owens apparently this week issuing a fight with Elton John because he canceled a concert he was at. That was... That's a match I would watch. I'd watch Kevin Owens fight Elton John. I I, I don't know what El, how Elton John would do in the ring, but I'd watch it. He'd probably get Velveteen Dream to wrestle for him. If we're if we're being honest, and that'd be cool. But yeah, make it make it happen. Dream and Owens at at KO Mania with Elton John in Dream's corner. I'm all about it. Um. So yeah, the Alexa Bliss stuff's a bummer. Hopefully she gets better. And uh, the last thing of note from Raw, there's a bunch of other stuff, but it's not worth noting, such as. You know, it's a bad sign when No Way Jose is on the TV show. It's... Just avoid it. But yeah, the, uh... The Drake Maverick stuff is still going on. He still has a a P gimmick. Because that's funny. 2018, let's do piss jokes! AOP, more like AOP. Like urine. But yeah, we had a title match between AOP and uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. And what happened during the match was Drake Maverick stole Bobby Roode's glorious robe, went backstage and pissed on it. This is a thing that happened. If you're not embarrassed by this happening on wrestling, you know, wrestling is hard enough to, you know, watch and, like, talk about publicly. But then segments like this happen, and it makes it, like, a million times more difficult. What are you doing, WWE? Piss jokes are not funny. They've never really been funny. Knock it off. Especially Drake Maverick's like trying the best he can with the situation. 
So to saddle him with this and him like also being the respected GM of 205 Live just ain't right. Just ain't right. That's all I gotta talk about for Raw. I... It's not good. Let's talk about SmackDown, though. SmackDown was a good show. Because SmackDown is always a good show. And, uh... As it usually does, it revolved around the women. Because the women's division on SmackDown is the best. And it's the best because it's led by the man. That's right, Becky Lynch made her return this week. Uh, she's not cleared yet, but she is apparently going to be cleared to wrestle at TLC. But uh, yeah, she came, Be- Becky came out. Charlotte came out. They cut promos on each other, and it seems like there's a double turn. Like, Charlotte's being a real asshole, and Becky's just being awesome. So I think we witness a double turn here. And Becky's claiming Charlotte had to channel Becky to get the job done against Ronda Rousey. And because she's not Becky, she didn't do the job that finished her off. And Charlotte's like, I'm a flare, fuck you. I'm gonna, you know, be the dirtiest player and I'm naturally superior, or genetically superior, or whatever the hell. And... Yeah, it felt like it was a double turn, which is needed. And it set up the first ever women's TLC match. And I had discussions on my Discord earlier this week about the TLC match. And listen, it's going to be the kind where the belt suspended above the cage. Or not above the cage, above the ring. Because there is a belt. That's usually how it works. If you have a TLC match, for like not a championship, then it can be pinfall or submission. But when there's a belt involved, you hang it above the ring, and you have to climb the ladder to retrieve it. WWE could screw it up totally and like not do that for some reason, but I highly doubt it. I'm pretty sure they can have a women's match. I mean, they had the Money in the Bank match twice now. We can do matches where they have to climb a ladder. It's not a big deal. So, it's going to be Charlotte versus Becky. Which uh, doesn't seem right that that Charlotte failed at Survivor Series. Yes, gets another title match. Which on WWE.com, Becky even said that in an interview. That it's kind of BS that she keeps getting handed opportunities. But... Nonetheless, that match is going to be great. Except all the other women in the division came out and said, Excuse me, uh, Paige, you mentioned that the rest of the roster didn't have the fire that Charlotte has. Which Paige did say, and it's kind of kind of fucked up. They all want a shot at the title. So Paige set up the main event for SmackDown, to be a battle royal where the winner gets added to the match in a triple threat. And really, there was only one choice for that. And thankfully, they did go with it. 
And uh, it was Asuka who last eliminated Sonya Deville to get entered into the match. It's Becky versus Charlotte versus Asuka in a triple threat TLC match. Holy shit. That's going to be great. I'm so excited. That's that's just going to be a really, really good match. I mean, it works out that Asuka doesn't have to take a pinfall or a submission again to lose. But it adds a new dynamic that instead instead of having just Becky and Charlotte again in a weapons-heavy match. So I'm curious to see how Asuka's going to do in, a, in that kind of environment. Since she's such a hard striker, you don't really see her using props like that normally. So, And she also has bad blood with Charlotte. And we really haven't seen Becky and Asuka go at it yet, so that'll be a fun dynamic. I think that's going to be a great match. It should be the main event of TLC. I don't think it will, but it really should be. I mean, Brock Lesnar's not going to be there. And they're not going to put the WWE title in the main event because they don't care about it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of champions... Also on the show, we had the Usos pin the tag team champions, the bar. And normally that's like a bummer. But one, the Usos are great and should get a title shot. And that's how you get title shots on SmackDown, apparently. But also, uh, the bar was having issues because earlier in the day, Cesaro and Sheamus confronted Big Show in the locker room with Cesaro blaming Big Show for the loss in the food fight last week because he was taking a nap on the table. Which, uh, I guess. But also, don't, like, piss off the big giant man that helped you win the belt in the first place. So Cesaro got a big old punch in the face. And Big Show's apparently out of, of the bar now. That's a shame. I, I enjoyed the dynamic of those three, but oh well. I guess after making Drake Maverick piss himself, you really can't reach greater heights than that. Big Show can just go off and retire again. But yeah, the Usos uh, in the bar look like they're going to probably have a title match at TLC. And sure. I've had enough of the New Day in the bar fighting. I like to see the Usos, Usos back in the mix. So I'm all for it. AJ Styles cut a promo on Daniel Bryan. Uh, the, apparently the post-match attack uh, t- two weeks ago by by Bryan after he won the title made it so AJ was not medically cleared for Survivor Series or SmackDown last week. And... Don't I don't understand that because it wasn't that bad of a beatdown. It's not like his neck was put around, put in a chair, and then get stomped on. Which, by the way, didn't keep Ronda Rousey down for 24 hours, which is terrible. But yeah, that was his excuse for not being around. He calls out Danny Bryan to have a match, but he's not at SmackDown. And apparently he wasn't at the house shows over the weekend. Which, you know, included Survivor Series. Or not Survivor Series. Didn't include Starcade. And, uh... He's... 
He even mentioned that it seems like Brian's taking a page out of Raw's playbook with their champion never being around. Styles didn't miss any live events during and was ready to fight every night during his reign. An interesting thing about this is that Brian tweeted a response to this and said that, you know, I I was injured and I'm I picked my spot and I won the belt without wrestling so many damn matches during the year, so maybe I'm going to limit how many matches I wrestle so I can stay healthy and not end my career again. Which is smart. Brian should have a late schedule considering how fragile he is. It was good. Heel, Heel Brian is starting to grow on me. I'm going to give it a chance. Him and his cryo chamber where he heals or whatever that turned him evil. It's cool. Uh, we had a uh, Jeff Hardy uh, celebration of 20 years in the WWE. Ignore the part where he was in Impact for a few years. But yeah, they had a they had the entire roster out on the stage clapping for him. There were pictures propped up in the ring for him. They put on a nice video package about his career. It was super nice. Except Samoa Joe didn't like it. He didn't like any of this. He hates weaknesses and second chances. And his promo essentially was saying that Jeff Hardy fucks up a whole bunch because he has drug problems. And he can't stay sober and he keeps ruining his chances at being on the top of the mountain. Except he never actually said it, like, bluntly. And I think that was really impressive. How you knew he was talking about Hardy being unreliable because of his drug issues without actually bringing it up and it being like a really sore subject and kind of tasteless to do. Samoa Joe's an expert. He's the, he's, he is a craftsman of words. He's a craftsman in the ring. He, he got done dirty at Survivor Series is all I'm saying. Samoa Joe for WWE champion. I mean, if, if it wasn't for the fact that the current champion is a heel too. Yeah, that was awesome. And, uh... I already talked about the main event with Asuka winning, but... So that's pretty much it for SmackDown. It was really good. And it seems like this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode of Heel Turn this week, because, uh... NXT this week wasn't really worth doing a full breakdown of, because it was a house show... At San Jose State University. Since apparently they stayed out on the West Coast a little longer. And didn't tape TV. Whoops. So they put together this thing and it was fine. It felt like a house show though. Like people cut promos setting up the feuds. And the main event was good though. But aside from that, you know, it was kind of a... Wrestling for the sake of wrestling show. So let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, 
on commentary at, well, as I said, it was in San Jose State University, and uh, Vic Joseph and Nadia McGinnis were on commentary, and it was clear that they did this, like, in a booth after the fact. They were clearly not there in person. And uh, they mentioned that everything is going to go back to normal next week with Morrow and Percy, so that means next week will be tapings at full sale. Uh, the first match was a fun one between the Mighty and Player 1 and Player 2, who are Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin. Um, Lorkin and uh, Birch won, ended up winning the match, but then the uh, the Mighty attacked them after and just laid them out. It was fun, though, because the crowd chanted, uh, you still suck at them, which means the Mighty's getting over his heels, which is excellent. Then we had EC3 versus Marcel Bartel. And uh, commentary when EC3 came out mentioned that he was out for a month. And I totally forgot that. Because I don't care about EC3. So- sorry, everyone. I've just, He's not that interesting. He's got that top 1% thing and that's about it. Whereas Marcel Bartel, he has awesome classical music that he comes out to, and I like him in his crazy German gimmick. But, you know, he's still wrestling EC3 in a house show match, so... Not really... It was fine. EC3 won, of course, because he's the bigger star. And EC3 cut a promo that he was mentioning that he was going to get revenge on Bobby Fish for taking him out. And it was at this point that I guess I didn't know how he got taken out by Bobby Fish. I missed this. Was this on an episode I didn't watch? I don't remember this happening. I guess Undisputed Era took him out of something. I have no idea. If someone in chat can fill me in on that, I, I don't know. EC3 still does nothing for me. His NX3 chance fun, but... Eh. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Mia Yim and Vanessa Bourne had a match. Vanessa Bourne is okay. But Mia Yim's pretty rad, and she did the best she can with this match. And, uh... She won with the Eat Defeat. Not not really a whole lot to discuss there. And the, the rest of the episode was like recaps of TakeOver, like interviews, like Kyrie and EO and uh, Dakota saying they want the three horsewomen in a match. And Tomasa Ciampa talking about Goldie, which is not Goldust. He means his belt. And Wanting everyone to stand at full sale next week when he comes back. I don't, I don't know. But they set up the main event last week at the, the taping before TakeOver. And we had the blow off here. Keith Lee versus Lars Sullivan. Let's go. I was actually excited for this match. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a hoss fight. And it was a hoss fight. 
initially near them budged as they were fighting. Uh, Keith Lee, uh, you know, he's a fast, he's a more agile big man, so he was trying to use that. But uh, Lars was like, no, nah, I'm just really strong and smart, and I'm just going to dodge it and knock you down. So Lars got the advantage for a while, and eventually Lee got in a, a strike to turn the momentum around and got a second wind. And, and then, uh, you know, eventually they both were put on evil, equal playing ground. And it was both them stumbling around, exchanging big clubbing strikes, and it was rad. By the way, the crowd was super into this match and getting, like, getting hyped for everything they were doing. So it was the perfect environment for this. So yeah, they're exhausted. They're doing the clubbing blows. Eventually, Keith Lee shoves Lars out of the ring. And then he runs the ropes and does a, a corkscrew over the top rope, taking out Lars. It was crazy. That dude's over 300 pounds doing that. Threw Lars in the ring. Went for the, it went for the pin. One, two, and he kicked out. So off of that, Keith Lee went to the middle rope, went for the moonsault, and uh, Lars got out of the way. As Keith Lee was recovering, Lars hit the freak accident and picked up the win. Hell yeah. And it makes sense that Lars picked up the win because he is the guy that is going to the main roster soon. They've been doing video packages since Survivor Series for him. And apparently, the story is that they're trying to figure out which brand is going to get the deal with him. And uh, if you're curious who the front runner is, it seems like he's going to go to SmackDown. Which is good because he would seem very small next to Braun Strowman. Heck, he would seem kind of small next to Baron Corbin. So uh, get get this big guy on SmackDown. Let him start dominating people. I'm all for it. And also, if he gets out of the way, then Keith Lee can keep doing Keith Lee things on NXT. And I'm all about that. But yeah, with that, you know, bit, bit, bit of a shorter episode this week. You know, the year's kind of winding down. We're getting... We gotta get through TLC and then the holidays... And then move on to the road to the Royal Rumble, which starts the road to WrestleMania. And everything gets crazy. Not only that, you know, New Japan's going to have Wrestle Kingdom in January. So things are going to get kind of intense. And also, don't forget, at the end of next month, we're going to be doing the best and worst of the year episodes. So that'll be exciting. I, I mentioned on a... Uh, a gaming stream earlier this week that our pal from the premium podcast Trace from New Japan Seattle New Japan will be joining us this year for those awards and making sure that since we started covering New Japan more on our premium podcast you they're they're going to win some awards i have a feeling that New Japan's going to win some awards this year which to be fair, we gave Kenny Omega a Superstar of the Year before, so there is precedent. 
We'll have to we'll have to see what happens. That'll be going at the end of the year. And uh, that's it for Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. Not just cool, it's not cool, guys. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the website. Stats are there. Podcasts are there. Hopefully some more content goes up there in the in the coming uh, months. We're, we're working through, we're going to figure out how to uh, do a new write-up for the you know, the weekly stuff, since we didn't want to do about last night, just about SmackDown. There's also other good wrestling going on during the week. Also, if you want to, if you want to help support the website, head over to Patreon.cool. Actual URL that we own. It'll take you right to the uh, the PWC Patreon, and for as little as a dollar a month, you get the show notes for this and all episodes of Heel Turn. And then the there's other tiers up above that to get you other perks, but the big one is the nine ninety nine tier, because with that one, every month you get to hang out with me and Trace as we talk about Japanese wrestling. And uh, in the episode for November, we actually also talked about some WWE. Uh, we talked about rumors about the elites and possibly going to the WWE. So it's a whole bunch of good stuff. Those podcasts are some of the most fun I have. Trace is great to talk about with wrestling, so it's it's worth the uh it's worth the nine ninety nine, unlike the WWE network. So if you are not subscribed to that tier, tis the season to bump it up. I've assumed that uh, our episode next month will involve our uh, predictions for Wrestle Kingdom, which will be a huge show. That show that show look, looks like it's going to be pretty stacked. So yeah, if you want to follow uh, the social medias, Facebook, you can search for ProWrestling.Cool or go to Facebook.com slash PWDOTC. Twitter. We're at PWDOTC or at the Heel Turn. We have two. We have two Twitter handles. But also, I have a Twitter handle personally, which is at the underscore Ozone. And also, I don't plug it enough, but uh, its podcast is also part of the Zonecast network. So head over to Zonecast.com to uh, check out the other podcasts in our family. Including some that our our pal Rhythm Bastard is on. He's on a uh, he's on the uh, I'd rather not a com an improv comedy podcast that we do every two weeks, as well as he sometimes appears on the Takes Bakery, which is a nightmare show that I'm forced to do every other week. That I'd rather not isn't is do, is not uh, doing an episode. I'm sure that people will really enjoy this week's episode of that. Excuse me, next week's episode. This this week's I'd rather not. Next week is The Nightmare. Either way, Zonecast.com. Great podcast over there. Check them out. And, uh, I guess that's it. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go do some PAX stuff. PAX is happening this weekend. For the best, I'll see you there. Hopefully I see more of you there. And, uh... We'll be back next week with another episode of Heel Turn. So, until then...
This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com. <laughs>